welcome to the first and goal show week three betting podcast. I'm Lou Landers from DrRoto.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks. And on this pod, I'll go over my four favorite bets of the week. I'll pick a winner for every game and give you a money line parlay. First bet this week, Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins favored by six and a half points. Looking at this Broncos team, they've been terrible for most of the season. They lost games in both week one and week two against teams that will honestly be lucky to win seven or eight games all season long. Their opponents haven't been good. And their defense, the Broncos, it really hasn't lived up to expectations. And the offense, despite putting up a lot of points in week two, did most of it either early on in the game. And the rest of it kind of came in garbage time and on the prayer of a Hail Mary. Both the losses also came at home in Denver, where they're supposed to be a pretty good team and a tough team to beat. Now they have to head on the road, take on a Dolphins team that is 2-0 on the season. Dolphins have won both their games on the road. Their offense looks to be the best, if not one of the best in the NFL. Their defense took a big step from week one to week two and will continue to improve as they get healthier and, of course, more comfortable in Vic Fangio's defense. So that's a big thing for the Dolphins. And this is really the type of game for Miami that they could run away with because they have an explosive offense and the Broncos have inconsistencies on their offense. I will say that right now the line's at six and a half. It started at seven. If it moves up to seven and a half or so, I will probably avoid it. If it stays at six and a half, that's great. If it moves back up to seven, I'm still on it, but I would suggest buying a half a point to make it back to six and a half so you can avoid that possible push because I do see the Dolphins winning by seven or more. So keep that in mind. Watch the line. If you don't get it at six and a half and it goes up to seven, buy the half a point. If it goes up to seven and a half, just avoid the bet just in case, you know, Broncos score some sort of garbage points, uh, garbage time points. It might be down 10 or 13 to score a late touchdown and screw you. So always keep that sort of thing in mind. New England Patriots at the New York Jets, total at 37. Patriots, they've lost two tough games to begin the season. Games that really could have been won by them if one play had gone differently. We're talking about week one versus the Eagles, week two versus the Dolphins. Two very good opponents. And this is the type of thing that could happen again this week. They're taking on a Jets team that has a really good defense, as do the Patriots. Uh, You look at this Jets team, they won a big game in week one against the Bills, then went to Dallas in week two, and their defense held up for the most part. Their offense just couldn't do enough against this Dallas defense, and the Dallas defense set up the Cowboys offense or the Dallas offense in good situations. But this weekend's game should be very low scoring between the Jets and the Patriots. Neither team should score 20 points. And I think we see a lot of running the football on both sides. Patriots are averaging 18.5 points so far this season. Jets averaging 16 points per game this season. And I don't even know if they'll reach their season averages in this game. I think uh, it's going to be a lot of running the football, tightly contested game, defensive-minded game with a lot of field goals. So if you have the kickers on these teams in fantasy football, start them. And if you want to bet on something um, besides the under, also bet that each team kicks three field goals. That wouldn't be that surprising either. I can see it, or at least five field goals combined. Um, if you can find that bet, do it, but definitely taking the under of 37. Tennessee Titans on the road taking on the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns are at home, so they're favored, I guess, but I like the Titans at plus three and a half here. 
Uh, they looked really good in their Week 2 win over the Chargers. While the Browns struggled in Pittsburgh, particularly on offense following the Nick Chubb injury. And Jerome Ford filled in nicely for Chubb. The Browns might sign Kareem Hunt. But their offense just was not the same once Nick Chubb left the game. And I cannot bet on the Browns to win a game against a pretty solid team in the Titans without Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson, uh, the Browns quarterback, looks like a shell of his former self. He is not able to put his team on his back the way he did when he was with the Texans or the way the other highly paid quarterbacks are able to do. Titans have a really good run defense. That's going to create even more problems for a Browns team that really is so run heavy. Uh, if this line were to fall to two and a half, let's say, I might move off of it. But I don't think that I would necessarily because I think the Titans can still cover it. Um, it's just not as good of a bet if it falls below three or three and a half. But the Titans are going to win this game outright, in my opinion. I feel really good about them. Um, and, yeah, they only scored 15 points in Week 1 against the Saints, but Saints have proven to be a pretty solid defense, and it was in New Orleans as well. Uh, so you gotta you, you got to give the Titans a little bit of credit. Again, that big win against a very good offensive team last week in the Chargers. Uh, I love the 3.5 mostly because even if the Browns were to somehow pull this game out, which I don't see happening, and win by a field goal, you'd still win your bet. So... Kind of like the first bet, or yeah, the first bet with the Dolphins and the Broncos. If this line does go down to three, I might consider buying the half a point just to avoid the push in case. But again, if the Titans win outright, it doesn't matter. Carolina Panthers had the Seattle Seahawks. This line opened at five, went to six. Now it's at five and a half. And uh, that's in favor of the Seahawks who are at home against the Panthers. And I look at the Panthers offense, and it just keeps telling me they're going to struggle this year. Simply put, the run game is decent. Pass game has potential with the quarterback in Bryce Young, but he's a rookie. He's certainly going to be dealing with growing pains as he has so far this season and throughout the season. Seattle had a tough week one. Their offense looked great in the first half. They lost some key injuries on the offensive line. They weren't able to do anything in the second half, but they rebounded in a big way in week two, especially in the passing attack. Geno Smith threw for... 328 yards, two touchdowns, got all his big weapons involved. And the Seahawks really are an explosive offense that can beat you so many different ways. And this Panthers offense is just not good enough to keep up with them. Panthers defense also doesn't have the personnel to stop three stud wide receivers with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith, Jigba. And when Seattle scores 27 to 30 points in this game, they'll easily come away with a win because the Panthers probably can't. It's top even 20 points. They're going to average under 20 points per game this season. So to me, Seahawks at five and a half is a surefire bet. You should definitely roll with that. Now, week three picking. I love picking all the games. Of course, it's hard to get every single one of them right with their 16 games on a slate, but we're going to try. And we'll start with the Thursday night game, New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. This is pretty simple for me. Not only are the 49ers such a better team than the Giants, the Giants are going to be without Saquon Barkley, but it's also a short week. And not only do I like home teams, but the better team, the far better team in San Francisco is at home. So to me, it's 49ers, and I think it's going to be a blowout. Chargers and Vikings, very hard one to pick because both teams score a lot of points. They both give up a lot of points, and both teams always seem to come up just short at the end of the game. But unless they tie, 
one of these teams is going to actually come away with their first win of the season. If Eckler returns, I will go with the Chargers, but I don't know if Eckler's going to be playing. And without him, I do think the Chargers become a little too one-dimensional, and that will lead me to taking the Vikings. So with, with Eckler, we go Chargers. Without Eckler, we go Vikings. Buffalo Bills, Washington Commanders. Washington is 2-0 and right now, and that's nice. Like, good for them. But they haven't really played a great team yet. This weekend, of course, they will take on the Buffalo Bills, who can certainly shut down the commander's offense, but also put up big points as well. I'm not suggesting it's going to be a blowout for the Bills, but I think the Bills will win this game, and I think it'll likely be by a touchdown or more. New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers. The Saints opponents so far have not necessarily been great, but the Saints have looked very good, especially defensively. The offense will continue to improve with Derek Carr. The Packers, they looked good in week one and began week two looking good, but then blew a big fourth quarter lead and they showed some warts. And although they're back at home this weekend, the way the Saints are playing, they're playing great team football, great defensively. And again, Derek Carr looking good in this offense. I will take the Saints to win this game in Green Bay. Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions. Falcons, 2-0. They've looked pretty good in the process, but the Lions are one of the better teams in the NFC this season. They can score a lot of points, and as good as the Falcons have been this season, their offense is not explosive. Their pass game is subpar at best. And I don't think it's good enough to keep pace with the high-flying Detroit Lions offense. So I will take the Lions. Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns. I already mentioned I think that the Titans are going to win outright. Um, a lot of that has to do with no Nick Chubb and the fact that Watson has not looked good. And now without his best offensive player in Chubb, I think the Browns are going to have a tough time scoring points and winning football games. Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans are bad, and when I say bad, I mean really bad. Uh, the Jags haven't looked overly impressive yet this season, but they are certainly a much better team than the Texans. So for me, it's actually one of the easiest games of the week to pick. I'll take Jacksonville. New England, New York Jets. Going to be low-scoring game, as I mentioned earlier. The Jets' offense with Zach Wilson, it's unpredictable. It's not reliable. But their defense, it is really good. And I mean really good. And it's going to give them a chance to win this game. I like them at home. And I don't find the Patriots to be all that impressive either, even though they've played tightly contested games. This one will be a tightly contested game too, but I'll take the home team in the Jets, who I believe have the best unit on the field, and that's their defense. Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins. Already said I think the Dolphins are going to win. Uh, they have... I think they're favored by six and a half. It was their offense is incredible. Their defense is much better. And even if Jalen Waddle is ruled out of this game with a concussion, Miami still has enough firepower to beat the Broncos. Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens looked good in week one, even though it came against an inferior opponent with the Texans. They stepped up their game even more in week two, going into Cincinnati, winning a very tight game. Lamar Jackson in this passing game looked excellent. They got good production from Gus Edwards on the ground, and that keeps the defense honest, and that's something that the Ravens are going to have to be able to do this year, even though they lost J.K. Dobbins. The Colts, they're not a pushover. They've played fairly decently in their games. They're actually 1-1, one one. Um, but they're not as good as the Ravens, and they just don't have the weapons on offense to keep up with the Ravens in Baltimore. So I'll take the Ravens. Carolina at Seattle. 
already told you I like Seattle. Carolina is going to struggle to score points. Seattle is going to put up a lot of points, and the Panthers will not be able to keep pace. Chicago Bears, Kansas City Chiefs. Bears defense been brutal this season. Passing attack has struggled too. I don't see any scenario in which they go on the road to Kansas City and come away with the win. Even if Mahomes were to, God forbid, get injured in the first quarter and not play, I'll take the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona might be the worst team in the NFL. And the Cowboys so far looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. I was scoring their opponents 70 to 10 through the first two weeks. This should be a cakewalk for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're playing Survivor, um, if you're not picking the Thursday night game with the 49ers and you're not taking the Chiefs over the Bears, this is another really good one with the Cowboys over the Cardinals. Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas Raiders. Steelers win in week two was pretty good. Um, now, their offense still struggled a little bit, but their defense was amazing, scoring two touchdowns. Raiders, they lost in week two against a very tough Bills team. And although neither of these teams impresses me, I think there's certainly issues on both sides. I do think the Steelers' defense is the best unit in this matchup, and they will be the difference in this game. I think the Steelers win a tight one. Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both these teams are 2-0. Eagles expected Bucks. Not necessarily expected, but they haven't really had any good challenges yet. This week, they get the NFC champs in the Eagles, and I think the Eagles could actually make this a blowout. Eagles offense and defense are superior to what the Bucks have, and I think the Eagles will be dominant on both sides of the football. Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals. Rams have played better than people have expected so far this season, and the Bengals at 0-2 have definitely underwhelmed still. If Joe Burrow is able to suit up this weekend after aggravating that calf injury, I think the Bengals finally come away with their first win of the season. Without Burrow, though, you got to go with the Rams. I mean, it, the Bengals have struggled even with Burrow, but without Burrow, I can't pick them to win even at home. So look for uh, to see what Burrow's status is before picking this game. But again, Burrow in, Bengals. Burrow out. Rams. Let's get into this parlay. Usually it's five games. This week I'm going with six. I feel really, really, really confident with the 49ers being the Giants, Cowboys being the Cardinals, Chiefs being the Bears, Jags being the Texans. Now, I still feel really good about the Seahawks being the Panthers and the Dolphins being the Broncos, but the odds on those games aren't as high as it would be with the first four of the Jags, Chiefs, Cowboys, and 49ers. So although it's a little more risk, you are getting a better payout by taking things like the Seahawks and the Dolphins in that parlay. I also have another little thing where I'm picking two underdogs, and the odds are pretty good if you make a mini little parlay, a two-gamer, where you take the Saints on the road at Green Bay, the Titans on the road at Cleveland. Both winnable games for the Saints and Titans who are underdogs. You can get a nice little payout there as well. So that's something to take a look at. Other than that, that'll wrap up this show. It's been the... First and goal week three betting podcast. Again, I'm Lou Landers from drroto.com. Follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks and stay tuned for my DFS podcast that comes out on Thursdays. Until next time, take it easy, keep it real, and I'll catch you next time.